Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. So, let's, uh, let's, let's begin. I'm not going to hold you long tonight, but we, once again, uh, we're certainly glad that you have tuned in. If you have your Bible, and if you don't have your Bible, grab your Bible, and let's go to 1 John chapter 4. I'm going to give you a second here to get your Bible, and then turn to 1 John chapter 4. I'm going to begin reading in verse 7. Of course, I give honor to, to our pastor and, and pastor's wife. Love them very much. Appreciate this opportunity to speak to you tonight. 1 John 4 and 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. Turn to whoever you're watching with tonight and tell them, you're supposed to love me. If there's any married couples that are fighting tonight, and uh, I hope by the end of this message you're 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 not fighting anymore. I know I know all of you out there never never get in arguments with your spouse, but First uh, John four and eight. Let's let's move on. He that lo- he that loveth not knoweth not God. That's a strong statement. He that loveth not knoweth not God. Now turn to your neighbor and say, if you don't love me, you don't know God. (laughs) If you don't love, if you don't love, you don't know God. Why? For God is love. Verse 11, beloved, if God so loved us, we are also to love one another. You see the pattern here of not just loving God. If you love God, you'll love others. Somebody say others. Let's go down to verse 15. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. And, he, and we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein, verse 17, herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, that we, that you and I, our love is made perfect, that we would have boldness in this last day. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. I'm not afraid because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. If you are fearful, you need to evaluate your love for God. We love, verse 19, we love him because he first loved us. Watch verse 20. If any man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother 
whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? I'm going to repeat that. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? Don't say you love God if you can't love your neighbor. Verse 21, and this commandment, I, uh, this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. Tonight, I am going to quickly teach on the last subject of our three-part series, Love, Grow, and Now, Tonight, Go. Go. Everybody say, go. Go. Let's, let's review here. We are talking about our vision and our system. You've, you've seen this flyer here at the church, and even the past few weeks when we've been streaming, we have a vision and system because we care about the people God has entrusted us with here at the Anchor Church. We do not believe that people are sent to this church by God to come and fill a seat. We do not believe that people who walk into this building will uh, just come and fulfill a religious duty and go home and live how they have always lived. We do not believe that way. This Bible does not teach us that way. Our modern day culture cannot allow us to forget what the Bible says that the church really is. It's not a Sunday attendance. It's not a midweek attendance. It's not something that you check off the list, but it is a lifestyle and the church is not a building, but the church is a body. The church is a group of people that affect the community that God has placed them in. When you come to the Anchor Church, you come to this church with a man more than just, you come to this church with the mentality that I am more than just a, uh, just an afterthought in this world. But God designed me and God purposed me to do great things in this world. We believe that every person who walks in this building has a purpose in Christ. Amen. And so you will find we have a vision because of these things. Because we don't want anybody to miss out on what God has for their lives. So what is our vision? Our vision is this, restoring people to a greater purpose. That is the vision of this church. We restore people. We bring them back to their original design, their original purpose, and that was to make a difference in this world. How do we accomplish the vision? We accomplish a vision through a system, through a system. Joseph not only had a dream, he had a warning from God that a famine was getting ready to come for seven years. 
But what good would his vision have been if he did not have a plan to see his vision come to pass? So Joseph didn't just share the vision. Joseph shared to Pharaoh the system, how they were going to survive in the midst of a famine. Joseph shared a vision and he shared a system. And those two things allowed the survival of an entire human race in that day, a vision and a system. Amen. So these things are important. The, we have these things in place so that we can thrive. Amen. So that every person who walks in this building can thrive. And so our system is threefold. Number one, we love God and we love people. This is how people become restored in their purpose in God. First, you, you got to fall in love with God and you fall in love with people. Number two, you grow in your faith. We talked about growth last week, the importance of growing in God and not just staying stagnant. We talked about you are dirt. You're made of dirt. And the only substance in this world that can grow seeds is dirt. And you are dirt. And so we plant things within us and we uproot things out of us so that we can grow and develop in what God has called us to become. We learned that growth does not happen just on a steady incline. But growth happens in steps, sometimes frustrating and difficult steps. Growth happens one step at a time. We also learned that you cannot grow without change, and you cannot change without conflict. Sometimes in the process of growing, you are conflicted whether that be in your own self or you're corrected by somebody else, we understand that if we are going to grow, there is going to be conflict that must happen. But at the end of these stages, these two stages, we, we love God and we fall in love with people. And that love drives us to, to grow, or to, to become better, to do better, to think better, to live better. That be, because we love God, we are drawn to grow. But, but it, just, it doesn't stop at growing. We, we grow for a purpose. We grow so that we can go save the world around us. Can I tell you tonight that the whole purpose of everything that we are doing is to save the world. It's, amen, it's to save the world. It's to save this city. It's to save your family. It's to save your sons and your daughters and your neighbors and the, the people that don't know God in your life. We do this. We love and we grow so that we can go reach the world that God has placed in us to reach. Amen. We have a commission from God to go into all of the world and preach the gospel to every creature, to every creature. We have that 
commission tonight. We have that responsibility tonight. And we have learned just how much that this world can delay us from doing the will of God. You're back on Facebook tonight or YouTube or, or the church website tonight and, and you might, we're, we're in the middle of a media fast and maybe you haven't been on it and I hope you haven't been on it, but, but, but you learn very quickly how much time that media steals from you. I don't know about you, but I have learned how much of a thief that media was in my life. It delays the purpose that God has put within us. We have a call. We have a commission from God to go and save our world. How in how on earth can we do something like saving the world? How is this accomplished? Let's let's break this down for a moment. Have you ever heard the phrase how do you eat an elephant? How do you eat an elephant? I've never eaten an elephant, so I don't know. But the statement says, one bite at a time. How do you win a world? One individual at a time. One family at a time. One community at a time. One city at a time. And when you do your part, when you do what God has called you to do, and I do what God has called me to do, our, our, our work in the kingdom begins to make a difference that is bigger than us. So how do we save the world? Number one, we reach our circle. We reach our circle. What is my circle? My circle is the group of people that have been placed around me. My co-workers, my family members, the, the, the waiters and waitresses that, that are at my favorite restaurant. We've got some faithful attendees to Donald's Donuts and other restaurants in, in the city. Who are those people that you sit with and you fellowship with on a weekly basis? Those people are your circle. They are your circle. And God has placed them in your circle so that you can do more than just go and fellowship and, and do all that. He's placed you in their lives so that you can be a light to them. He has placed you in their lives as a missionary, as, a, as, as somebody who God has placed a burden within to reach them and to see them saved. Psalms chapter 37, the Bible says in verse 4 that if you will delight yourself also in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. When we delight ourselves in God, it's another way of saying we fall in love with God. He changes our desires to become what his desires are. When we fall in love with the Lord, we fall in love with the people that he died for. And if you don't love your neighbor, scripture tells us 
This doesn't come from Cody tonight. This comes from the scripture that if you don't love your neighbor, then you don't love God. If you can leave your home and go to work and school and all of these places without any love extending out of you for the people that that you're around on a day-to-day basis, you do not love God. Cody, that sounds harsh. Well, it's true. And I've got Bible to prove it. You've got to evaluate. Do I really love God? Or are there things in my world that have become more important than God? Is my comfort more important than God? Is my entertainment more important than God? Is my routine more important than God? Is is just attending church more important than really fulfilling the mission? At some point, we have to become people who love others, amen, and love God. God. Amen. And if we can just love God, if we can fall in love with God, amen, it's not complicated. When you fall in love with him, you fall in love with those that are around you. And God opens up an avenue for you to reach them, for you to pray with them, for you to love on them. Amen. How in the world do I do that? Well, scripture tells us when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was, when I was naked, you clothed me. When I was in jail, you came and visited me. When, when I was, in other words, when I was in a low moment in my life, you came and intervened. You, when I was sick, you prayed for me. When my family was in trouble. You you reached out and offered help to me. Amen. It's got to be more than, than just going through the motions. But we've got to allow that Holy Ghost that God has put within us to flow out of us and to bring healing and help to those he has placed within our circle. Somebody say amen to that tonight. So we save the world by reaching our circle. It's not complicated. We reach the people God has already placed around us. I want you to think right now of somebody in your circle that's not saved. Think about it. Somebody in your life that you're connected to that does not know God. Whose responsibility is it to reach them. Who's respond, who, Who's going to show them the love of God? Who's going to extend the help of a Savior to them? If you don't, who will? Well, I'll just have pastor pray for him. That's not biblical. I'll just, I'll just put them on the prayer list. You ought to do that. Sure, have people pray, but you ought to do more than put them on a prayer list. You ought to put them on your prayer list and you ought to put them in your heart. You ought to, amen, make them the focus of what you do because when this world ends and we are called to that place and we stand before God, the only thing that we're going to have with us is others that we We have shared and reached a man out to. And so tonight we have an obligation to reach the circle that is around us. Number two, how do I save the world? How can I save 
the world. I'm almost done tonight. Number two, you, you save the world by leading a small group. Leading a small group. I talked to you last night about, or not last night, last week, about small groups. Groups that are based on interest or demographics or location. These are groups where we, small groups that we get together and we fellowship, we, we have a good time, or we do Bible studies, we talk about the things of God, or we, or we do things like go out to eat, or they're, they're groups where we fellowship, but God is the center and God is the focus of what we do. The goal for you is not for you to just be a part of a small group. The goal for every person that calls the Anchor Church home tonight, the goal is eventually for you to lead a small group for you to be a leader of a group that reaches out to others that may come to shoot some guns at a shooting range, but they won't come to a church building. And so your small group may be something as simple as a book club. Your small group may be something like, like sewing. You may have a passion for sewing and so you have people around you that also like to sew. You're, you may have a, have a passion to, to cook and to cook different things and try different things. You, you may enjoy eating new food and trying new things. I know I do. So you may enjoy that. You, you, uh, you might be passionate about exercise. And if you look at me, you know that that's one of my passions, exercise. And so you can, you start a group that is something, you take something that you're already doing and you put purpose in it. You take something that, that you enjoy doing. Maybe it's a single mom's group. Maybe you're a single mom and, 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 and you just need uh, fellowship with other people that, that are in the same boat you are. Maybe it's a new parent group and, and you just, all you guys get together at, at a house and all of you just fall asleep, you know, cause, cause you're not sleeping at all. You, it, it's just a group. Uh, you take what you're doing already and you put purpose in it. You make it, you make it God centered. You make it God focused. So now, yes, it's a sewing group. But it becomes a sewing group that starts with prayer. You go around the group and you say, is there anything that, that we can pray for tonight? Is, is there anything, is there any needs that, you, that you're aware of that we can pray? And you start your group in prayer. And you, and you take this sewing group and you put a mission in the group. Now you're sewing blankets for, for, for patients in hospice. Or you're, or you're sowing something that, that, that is reaching out and helping people. So you take what you're doing and you put purpose in it. You take something you're already doing, you already enjoy, and you put God's purpose and God's plan in it. We get so frustrated because we try to operate outside of the giftings that God has already placed in us. 
when that's not the answer. The answer is for you, the way God you created you, is for you just to take that, what you enjoy, what you like to do, and put purpose in it. Put God focus in it and bring others around you. Maybe it's a hunting group. Maybe you talk about, maybe you talk about hunting and you you get together before opening day and these different things. And maybe it's a group where you, it can be anything, but you take what you're doing and what you love and like to do and you put a purpose within it. And when we can be confident enough in what God has called us to do and what God has called us to be, when we can become confident and comfortable with who we are, then we are going to make a difference in this world. Not everybody is going to be able to stand behind a pulpit and preach a message. Some of you are, but it's not the will of God for everybody. Not everybody might not feel comfortable right away to teach a Bible study. I believe everybody can teach some form of the Bible, but you might not feel comfortable right away to teach that. That's okay. Do something where you're bringing people into your world around you that you can share the love of Christ with them and so we save our world two ways reaching our circle and leading a small group small groups in this church you're going to be hearing more about it but it will become a place of connection it's very hard to connect with a church of 300 people all at once but it's easy it's much easier to connect with a group of five or eight or 12. It's easier to have real relationship in small groups. Jesus had 12. He had a small group. And we save our world. We save, so we save our world through reaching our circle and leading a small group. God has placed a purpose in every one of us. We cannot become so busy with temporal things that we forget eternal things. This is the purpose. This is the vision and the system of the Anchor Church. And can I tell you tonight that I believe that we are going to see millions of people filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost in North America. I believe in this city we are going to see thousands of people convert to Jesus Christ because the darker this world becomes, the brighter the light that you are shining as a city that has been set upon a hill, the brighter your light is gonna shine. And so I urge you tonight, I urge you tonight, get on board with what we're doing Fall in love with God and fall in love with people. Grow in your faith and fulfill the great commission and go and save the world. Lift your hands. Let's pray together. Lord, I love you tonight and I thank you, oh God, for the truth. We have the truth tonight. We have the truth. We don't have a message. We have the message Lord, and I pray tonight that it, that it would be this truth that we evangelize this city with. God, your love 
your truth to these people that are lost and hurting. I pray, God, that you would give us confidence. Give your people confidence tonight to do what you have called them to do. Give us boldness in this last hour. As you said in 1 John 4, herein is love made perfect that we have boldness on the day of judgment. Give us that boldness, God, to love our neighbor. I pray it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in tonight. We will see you this weekend. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.